Hi, and welcome back to the Financial Architect for Canadians. My name is Glenn Bacaro. This is Lynn Godfroy. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to avoid scams. And they are prevalent out there and you have to be so diligent and so aware about what's going on. And I get, I think one day on my cell phone, I must have got at least eight or nine calls that were just consistent. I'm like, why does my phone keep going off? And then it would go to like the spam blocker or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it's just, they are relentless to the point where I answered one time and the guy was saying, this is CRA and like, you're in a lot of trouble. And if you don't comply, blah, 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 blah. We're going to send your information to the police. And I literally, I just went off with him and used some colorful language I'm not going to repeat right here, (laughs) but saying, you are a terrible human being taking advantage of people that are not aware of stuff like this. And he literally laughed. And I said, you're not going to get a penny out of me. And, and I said, you're not going to scam me. And his reply was, ha but many people will. <laughs> like Many oh, people will. And, and, I, and I, he, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, it was so frustrating. Oh. Like, so I, I literally, I think what I want to do now is get a, a whistle or something. The next time somebody called me, <laughs> just like blow it as loud as I can. I don't know. Like, it just, it's so aggravating. And just to think that they, they're really out there to like want to hurt people and scam people out of their money that just don't know better. So anyway, we're going to be talking about how we can avoid scams. You're listening to The Financial Architect for Canadians with Alin Godfroy and Glenn Baccaro. And I think actually that makes me think of a story of a client. I have this client. I love her dearly, dearly, dearly. Um, English is not her first language. So sometimes she has some issues with comprehension. She called me in a full on panic. Alin, you got to help me. The RCMP is coming. This woman was like freaking out wow I said time out calm down are, are you in, you know you're obviously you're calling me on the phone like I want you to just wait a second I logged on to the CRA website right. because I'm her authorized tax preparer and I was able to show zero balance I said listen you do not owe them any money these are nasty people that are trying to scare oh, you and get money yeah. out of you thankfully I'm her authorized tax preparer and I was able to calm her down and say do not answer those calls again if the CRA needs, or if you owe the CRA money, they will get in touch with you. And what happens is the CRA will mail you letters, right? You okay. know if you you know if you owe them a substantial balance, right? You're getting mailed your notice of assessment, or if you have a CRA My Account, they are sending that to you, right? Um, they will call. They you know they'll call people uh, for collections, but you have a good six months to a year before they start garnishing your wages. Or freezing your bank account. So oh, they don't send okay. anybody to your house to take you to jail. They'll they'll call your employer and they'll garnish your wages, which would be super embarrassing. Or um, they would freeze your bank account. So you'd be out somewhere probably trying to use your debit card and not able to access your funds. They're not going to send the RCMP. So that's the first thing. Okay. Um, the other thing, I think it's extremely, extremely important if you don't have a CRA My Account to set one up. Uh, I'm going to share a story. I have a client... She was out of town and she called me and she said, can you go on my CRA account? I feel like somebody has applied for CERB on my behalf. Sure enough, this person's working was not affected by COVID, was not off of work at all. Somebody got a hold of this person's information and applied for CERB and was trying to have it deposited to their bank account. Thankfully, this was intercepted because this individual was able to, um, got, got a, message from the CRA, my account saying, you know, hey, time out. I'm not, I didn't apply for CERB. What's right. going on here? And now actually, when you call the government number, the CRA inquiries number. So, you know, when you get your notice of assessment, there's that 
959-8281 number. I call them frequently, so that's how I have their number memorized. Um, when you call that number, they actually say in the beginning, if you're calling about something fraudulent, they actually give you a different number. So they have to speak to you. So I wasn't, this lady was out of town. I wasn't able to call the government on her behalf. They had to speak to her in this respect. Right. But the key is taking a little bit of time, you know, once a week or once a month, just logging on and making sure everything is okay can save you so much headache. So we've said in previous podcasts, you know, if you set up a, um, they checking your credit report, um, you know, once a week or once a month. This is something else that I would put on the list. It takes you 30 seconds of your time. Um, and then on top of that, I've had clients uh, send me messages, you know, hey, I got this message from the CRA saying I owe 400 and something dollars. The only time, the only time, I'll repeat it, the CRA will text you is if you are trying to log on to a CRA, my account, or a CRA My Business account. Now they have that two-factor authentication, so you have right. to have a password, and then they'll also text you. That is the only time you will ever get a text message from the CRA. Any other time, it's going to be correspondence via mail. So they're gonna physically mail you out your notice of assessment or any other documents. Put it on the CRA My account where there's a tab where you can actually check your mail. Right. Or if you get so far behind in what you owe them taxes, they will send a collections person. Um, and okay. Have you had any experiences with theft? I had, unfortunately no. my wife has, she's okay. had her, um, her credit cards. Uh, yeah, twice, uh, somebody took her credit cards. We got a notice that somebody had spent like $800 in BC at one point. Uh, and we're like, we haven't been to BC in like years. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where this is coming from. Yeah. So she had to look, look it over and there was a couple other charges, a couple hundred dollars for, I think it was like Best Buy. Or something or other so we had to uh yeah had to go through that whole process of getting it canceled it was it was identity theft i think it was mm -hmm. is what it was and it was it was terrible and then it just happened recently again oh wow <laughs> so it's happened twice to her and it's 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 a brutal process trying to get that all sorted out thankfully yes. the credit card companies at this point in time they understand and mm -hmm. they're a little bit more forgiving you know so um we weren't on the hook for anything it's just a matter of trying to clear everything up, you know, get your identity back and uh, applying for new credit and the credit score. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they're proactive. So actually, uh, it was last Halloween. I got an email and it said it was from Capital One. And they said, did you make this purchase? It was Lucky Mobile. I thought, what the heck is, I don't even know what right. the heck Lucky Mobile is. So I said, no. Then I started seeing all these charges. So the neat thing with Capital One, and I know a lot of credit card companies do this, every time I make a purchase... It comes up. Yes. Well, then there were purchases that were not mine, like Hollister, 900 and something dollars. Like, I'm not a 17-year-old kid that, you know, wears baggy pants and wears <laughs> Hollister. Like, this is not me. And then there were all these weird little charges. One thing that these scammers do is, um, if you ever notice that you have a $1 charge, I don't know if you ever noticed that. No. So the, the neat thing about, because this is what happened after. So on my cell phone, I could see... There'd be like a one, $1 charge for all these different things. They're trying to see how much, first of all, to verify that your credit card works. And once they do, then they're going to try and charge it for different amounts okay. before the credit card company can get at it. So 
Anyways, a bit of a process. I had to get a whole new credit card number. I had to sit on the phone with them for about 20 minutes and go through because they char tried to charge that much on my wow. card. It was insane. So I was like, this is mine. That And I use it very regularly for business. So I probably have two or three transactions a week for, you know, paying for Zoom right. and LinkedIn and other programs. So I had to go through line by line and tell them what was and wasn't my charge. Uh, so it was a bit of a pain, but I'm thankful that first they contacted me and that I can actually see real time every time something is trying to be charged yeah. on my card. So a tip for you, if you have a credit card, find out if you have that option. I know with my um, bank account, I can do that as well too. So anytime I send an email transfer or I use my debit card, I actually get a right. notification on my phone. So that's a good way to keep an eye out and make sure that there isn't any weird activity going on in your bank account or on your credit cards. And you made me think about it too. When we noticed that my wife's uh, card was was compromised, what's really cool, PC Financial, if you log into your account, has an option to literally lock your card, like right away. Yeah. So as soon as we noticed that there were some weird charges on it, we just went right into our account and like locked our card off, mm -hmm. which, was, which is really cool. And I have it set up too with uh, my Scotiabank card as well as my PC Financial card where I am notified every time I use it. So like every time there's that there's a purchase, like I get an email like instantaneously mm -hmm. saying there's a credit card charge at this amount. You know, if this is not you, please contact us here. Yeah. <laughs> contact us at this number. And I, I find that so helpful. And it gives me peace of mind too, because like the minute something is charged that is not mine, I'm going to see it. Right. And I'll be able to just like, you know, take the hammer to it right away. Boom, yeah. Before, because like I said, I had to spend some time <laughs> telling yeah. you the charges weren't mine. Um, and the other thing too, is if you're going to travel somewhere, you know, take a couple minutes and then call your credit card company and let them know that you're going to be out of your area. Cause I've seen people in the past where they're out of town and then they think it could be fraudulent activity and the person's actually in oh. another province or another country. <laughs> yeah. So just to save yourself some headache, if you're trying to, an embarrassment, maybe if you're trying to pay something for something right. and then some companies are too diligent and they're too good at, with the anti-theft. Yeah. that, um, you know, you want to maybe call ahead of time and let them know that you are going to be out of town and using a card in a different geographic region. Exactly. A number of years ago, we traveled Europe, actually, and I had my credit card with me, and I made sure to get in, in touch with the credit card company before we left, saying, look, from this date to this date, we're going to be traveling all across Europe. So, you know, if you see any charges or whatever coming from, like, different countries, yeah. it's all right. That's that's us traveling. And they, they were really appreciative of the fact of letting them know. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's something that you can definitely do if, if you're looking to travel. Make sure that you let your credit card company know if you're going to be using your credit card out of country, out of province, out of state, whatever it may be. So what else do you got to avoid? That's it. I think we gave you lots of tips today. So just a quick little recap. So if you can... Um, keep in mind, you should be logging on to a CRA My Account. Uh, you know, I, I check mine once a week just to make yeah. sure everything's good. Uh, you know, I would say at least once a month. If you can set it up for your credit cards that you get an alert every time you use it, I think that's really beneficial. Um, and again, the CRA is not going to text you unless it's that authentication number uh, to log on to your account. Right. Uh, if they're going to be contacting you, it will be via mail. Uh, or if they call you, that means you probably owe them a good chunk of change and you probably are already aware of that and that those phone calls. But like I said, those take a good six months to a year before the credit card or the, um, collect like the debt collectors at the CRA start calling you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got a little bit of information for you. Um, you want to contact competitionbureau.gc.ca. 
Once again, that's competitionbureau.gc.ca if you feel that you've been a victim of a scam. All right, and the, the, uh, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, uh, their phone number is 1-888-495-8501. Again, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, if you feel that you've been a victim of a crime, is 1-888-495-8501. And an interesting fact, too, is that only less than 5% of victims actually report being a victim of a crime to law enforcement. Only wow. 5%. Because so many people are just embarrassed about it. So, but these people are so good. It's like it's yeah. their job. Like that that poor woman that called me. That's my client. She was hysterical. She was so upset, and I I had to tell her that there are some really nasty people out there. I don't know why they just don't go get jobs, but I guess to them that is their job. So yeah. anyway, don't get me started. We'll be this podcast <laughs> will take five hours to finish. So let's let's cap it at that. But if you are a victim of credit card fraud or a scam in any way, shape, or form. Please, please, please report it. The more information that the authorities know, the better they can handle cracking down this type of thing and making sure it doesn't happen to anybody else. So be more than that 5% that reports it to a law enforcement and let's get these guys. And a, a side note too, I was thinking when I was having that conversation with that guy, you know, maybe instead of getting upset like the way that I did, play to some sense of their sensibilities if you can. Like humor me here and just go, now... If this was your mother, would you appreciate if somebody was scamming them? Exactly. And maybe try to make them reflect on the choices that they're making in life. Yeah. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. There you go. So I watched the whole YouTube video one time where somebody had called and they were talking actually to a police chief. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> at a police station, telling them how much trouble they were in and how the authorities, and she's like, really? So the authorities are going to come and find me at my address and arrest me. That's really interesting. And it's just funny because she's filming herself, you know, with her phone as she's on this phone call with this scammer and she's full and yeah, she's like a police chief or something in some state. It's just really funny. Anyway, they'll go after anybody. So report it if you feel that you've been scammed. T- you know, take the measures to protect yourself. Get credit card alerts on your phone. It'll really, really help and it'll stop like people in their tracks so once again thank you for joining us here uh this is the financial architect for canadians my name is dunba carl this is elaine godfroy and we are giving you the tools to build a solid foundation for your finances have a great day